0: Good morning, everybody. This is Phil Stevens. You're on another episode of Iron Radio. I am a coach, powerlifter, Highland Games athlete, and do some Strength Guild stuff online now, but Drill has the only Strength Guild that's actually an open facility. So.
1: Now, this is Coach Drill, Strength Guild lifting coach. Right now, I'm, I put on basically a ton of kids, and I put on like, Five new kids this last week, but um we got na Ma- masters national coming up next for us in weightlifting. That'll be next month down in Philadelphia. Nice. And then otherwise just trying to grow this little, little gym into a nice little strong facility.
0: <laughs> We're in the midst of a, uh... Wrestling season over here. So my son and yeah, my figured, daughter, man. Yeah, my son and daughter. Well, Olivia's done with high school now, but so now she's moved to the club that Odin's on, and she got a rude awakening this weekend. We met with one of my friends that's he was also a wrestler. He's like, yeah, man, I owned the high school kids. <laughs> said I went into high school, I fucking owned them. My first year, went to state. He said, I thought I was hot shit, so I went to wrestle club right after. And made her realize that a lot of these club kids are better than the ones in high school. <laughs> he said, I got my oh, yeah. ass stomped all over the club circuit because those people have been doing it for since they're four on their clubs. Uh-huh. But, uh, yeah, we'll see how she does, but, uh, it was a rude awakening this week because Odin, this was his first week. Last weekend was his last tournament in regular season. He got his first pin ended up taking third in his bracket, but then practices started Monday. You get ready for, uh, districts coming up and he went from 45 minute practices to two hour practices <laughs> about an hour in, he was fucking burnt <laughs> and, uh, he's, uh, he got better by the end of the week but he wasn't used to the uh the volume
1: so well two things on that is like how big like girls wrestling was barely on the radar maybe a few years ago. Oh, yeah, now not it's, long ago at all. Like, you just had that you maybe had like one or two girls yep. who <clears throat> that were, you know, they just threw them on the boys' team, right? Yep. And then, yep, whatever. Now it's like, I mean, they're coming in like trying to recruit kids here for like girls wrestling, like, hey, like, come out. And they have yeah. people going out, it seems like. I mean, around here in this area, at least, it seems like they're doing a good job with this, so that's kind of Yeah, cool. we
0: had a ton. All the meets we've went to, there's been, especially at the high school level, they end up having to run two gyms. You know, one gym is just full of girls' teams, and that's yeah, it's pretty awesome. Cause it wasn't long ago, like you said, there wasn't, I trained some wrestlers at Olivia's current school probably, oh, six, seven years ago, and there was like one girl on the team. I was training the one girl. Uh, and she ended up wrestling Boys State because there was only a few girls, and she'd mop the floor with them, so she just moved up to the boys. Now now you're getting, yeah, it's good, full divisions of, of them, but it's amazing how many people wrestle yeah. compared to powerlifting and weightlifting.
1: Like, you our know
0: little local meets are just,
1: holy Oh, Christ. yeah. You know what kills me about, so, and this is just with, you know, so I have talking to more parents and getting more kids in, um within the last, you know, few weeks or whatever. Mm-hmm. You no. Know, what kills me about all of it is like lifting, like everyone is so like lifting is like, oh man, they're gonna get injured like how are you you know what I mean? <laughs> but wrestling and gymnastics practices will yeah. be like four hours long and then they'll be like they they're like, Oh yeah, he just got done with it. I'm like, golly, do you guys not ask questions about that? Like how yeah. and and I incur like I'm not hating on it. I' expect it, I just think it's weird that when it comes to like putting a like picking up something or a barbell or anything like that, you're like so scared, yes, they are, but they um, are. but yeah. oh man, they'll be in wrestling, and wrestling is like you get a lot of stuff, like my one younger wrestler, like he just broke his like kind of fractured his thumb recently, and uh, I think a mutual friend of ours, she or her. Son like snapped his elbow or whatever. We have a
0: small injury nightly at practice. I mean, <laughs> it's not you know nothing big, but you know there's
1: bloody noses and oh, um, and that's cracked fingers and crap all night long. It's just expected. But if yeah. you are gonna lift weights, we have to be perfect, like <laughs> just like no. And I we I haven't had any issues or anything, but just like. Man, do you guys pay attention to, like, what the kids are doing out there? Or soccer? hmm Soccer kills me. And they're like, oh, you know, weightlifting, bad. Yep. These little girls are getting concussions left and right out here. <laughs> like, like you know? Yep. And they'll send, they'll send them right back to soccer, too. Like, yeah. no problem. Won't even think yep. about it. Like, yeah, all right, we're going to do soccer. Lifting? Oh, if they did anything in here, like, I'll tweak something. That's it. Done. Yep yep no I don't know i
0: i I think it's just that push for years there was that narrative built that you know lifting weights any kind of resistance exercise for kids was was just the fucking devil, and it stuck on so much even though like honestly, you read the papers now and they're all telling kids to strength train uh but the general the the g p s are still in the in the mindset of whatever book they studied in 1983 that told them, you know, the four hours they spent on it in med school, telling them to not have kids lift
1: weights. Yeah, man. It's crazy. And I love all those sports too, like wrestling. And I think the culture, like the culture of wrestling and gymnastics specifically, like really helped translate to like in the gym. Yeah. Like those are the best, like the, Those kids can train really well, right? Like like even at a young age. Yeah, they learn to move their bodies and that's a big one. That know how to control themselves. That and the structure of practice, like, like you do what you, you know, do what you're expected to do kind of thing. Mm -hmm. It's not just like a free for all. Kids from other sports don't seem to have that. Like wrestling, gymnastics are the two that stand out to me the most. And, and look, I encourage you. Like I've just me going and doing. Jiu-Jitsu stuff, I, mm-hmm. if I, if it wasn't for basketball, I mean, maybe I'll be wrestling, but those are competing seasons or whatever. Yeah. But just being able to move that way, like being low. Now, obviously if you go to the extreme and get really competitive, then it's, you're going to have injuries from yeah. moving that way, but like at least learning at a young age and it seems like it translates to a lot of different stuff, gymnastics, wrestling and, uh,
0: yeah. Sports they're also better. both sports where you can't hide behind your teammates that are better than you. So yeah. Being as they're both individual sports, you know, in the wrestling. I mean, I think the biggest thing is Todd Odin over the last, he's only been doing it two months, but uh, just a drive, you know, you got to keep going. Just, just keep fucking pushing, uh, get off your back, get off your back. Come on, don't yeah. stop. You know, when it's, you know, you got a one-on-one match with another person and, <laughs> that also translates to the just making you mentally strong for the gym or life. It was a big one that I'm seeing out of wrestling, but and just the GP, was,
1: So Oh yeah. I always had a thing about kids. I mean, not a thing, but I like a, we'll call it a theory about kids should start in an individual sport first. Cause it, you learn how to like really just deal with yourself and like yeah. keep showing up. Also, the other thing with gymnastics and wrestling that I, I like is, like, you're not, there, there's no way to, like, just naturally be, like, you might naturally excel faster than other kids, but you're not going to show up and be good. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you, like, it's, I mean, my early morning, I'll have to give credit to Ariel on this, one of my morning clients, she, she always, she has a thing about, like, you're trash, but it's okay. We are, yeah. too. Like, that's it. And it's like, you know, the sports that, like, you have to show up. Like, you're just yeah. bad. You know what I mean? You are bad. Bottom of the yep. barrel. And you just <laughs> got to show up again on Thursday. Yeah. Beat up. And, you know, like, like, that's just. And then when they can look back and see that they've improved, like, oh, yeah. Like, it makes showing up make more sense. Yeah. It's, it literally takes mat time
0: for for both sports to get good at them at all. And I think the glaring, like it's, Odin has done well, and Olivia did well in her first year. Like, strength does help. And at least oh, they helps yeah. that. But then they get to the higher ranks, and they get their asses whooped by people that are weaker than them. So, and it just yeah. shows them that I need, I need my time. There's no skipping that, just experience. And because you'll see the good kids and, like, the beginners are always looking to the sideline to their coach because they don't know what to do next. And the, uh, the kids that have been doing years, they just roll from move to move. They're constantly doing a, a new move in the in the matches, and they just because they know what to do. After it's second nature at this time. So, and that's what the main thing I'm working on with Odin Olivia has gotten better. As she had a much longer season, yeah. but it's just it's getting them to always try for something. Don't fucking stop. Keep moving. Try for something. You see a leg, grab a leg. See an elbow, grab an elbow. Whatever. And, uh, and I'm really enjoying watching the coaches there and kind of helping them and how they're doing the, basically getting in shape. The big push to two hour practices is because like his meets up to this point has been no more than wrestling three times in a day. And now you're going to get to districts where you might have, you know, 40 kids in two brackets and you're rolling <laughs> out this all day bracket. It might be, you know, if you, if you keep winning, you might be wrestling 10, 12 times in a day and, Basically they need to add them in, in shape to where they're not a drip by the time they get to match five or six. So, and it's a lot of simple stuff. I mean, they did a lot of live rolling, a lot of drilling. And then in between that, let's say there's five minutes of drilling and then all of a sudden it's jog and they're jogging. They're just jogging and just doing, doing shots and doing sprawls and doing a couple burpees and just simple body weight stuff. But, uh, with both those sports, gymnastics and, uh, wrestling, I think it's the kids get a lot of body awareness that you don't see in everyday kids now. Like, how many kids do we have walk-in that can't even, like, oh God forbid you try to get them a deadlift position and tell them to keep a neutral spine oh. and things yeah. like that. It's like they have no no awareness of their body at all. They have no idea how to control the machine they're walking around in.
1: No, so. you know, I, I thought it was going to be no big deal. So my <clears throat> kids' warm-up that I do is it's like high hip bear crawl, low hip bear crawl, and some other like just ground movements. And I thought that would be no big deal for, <laughs> oh man, that bear crawl. <laughs> and like, I don't, I don't even see, I'm like, how, cause I'll just show it. I'm like, hey, yeah. do it like this, you know, bend your knee, whatever. Kids like keep their legs straight and then just try to like move their feet. Yeah. And I, I'm like, how did you even come up with? That.
0: Yeah. Well, and, and, I see this. Yeah. We see the same thing in the beginning of the wrestling practices, like teaching them to be in their just wrestling stance and they just bend at the waist a little bit. Well, I wouldn't even say that. They, they uncurl at the spine, <laughs> kind of bend yeah. over. And it's like, come on, man. We need to bend our knees. We need to, kids don't want to be there, uh, in today's age. They, cause they haven't been.
1: They haven't can't, been in that position and they can't get there. Can't get to that, that hinge position. Yeah. I mean I was working with a kid yesterday, same thing. He was like I'd put him in the position, I'd be alright, grab the just put your hands on your knees and grab your pants. Yeah. Now like straighten your back, because we we're working on some Superman stuff for the back stuff. And he's like, I I don't I don't understand what you're saying. <laughs> and he just like rounded over and then yeah. when i I tell him to straighten his back, he would just stand up. Yeah. And I was like, Oh man. That's a moment tough. And it's almost like everyone that walks in. Yeah. It's gotten better. You know, I have bad. some, I have a six year old, a six year old and an eight year old who just started and they, they're better off because they're like moving around. And one little kid, he's just like a little bro. He, he doesn't have a sport he's trying to do or anything. He's just like, I just like to lift stuff. Yeah. They bought him like a little weight set and he's like, yeah, I want to come lift. He's like, can I lift some stuff? That's it. He's yeah. just like, he just wants to like, lift.
0: Nothing wrong with that,
1: but he can move like his. Yeah. His movement's fine. If you get to him early enough, it's fine. Yeah. But, man, they get into their teens, 13, 14, 15, and they haven't done anything besides, you know, even if they play a sport like, you know, soccer or something. Yeah. It does not address their strength imbalances at all. No. No, it's odd. It's odd that it doesn't. Yeah, you know, that's it's sad that it's become the norm.
0: Like, I generally know if a kid's coming in, like, this is going to be work uh, just to get him in right positions. but. I will say, like, adopting the goblet squat or front squat first has been the biggest change I've had to do with kids from now to even 10 years ago, 15 years ago. Like, there's, it's rare that I get a kid that comes in that you can back squat on, like, week one. Oh, hey. Uh, it just doesn't happen. You put them on their back and they just flop into a rounded back good morning. and uh, But going with the front squats and goblet squats for a while and then they that tends to help and then the deadlift's always a fight just getting them to, to a deadlifter clean the biggest one is having them have a neutral spine and not just rounded over like a dog taking a shit uh,
1: or yanking the
0: bar off the ground that I don't know what yeah hate that. That. <laughs> they love and, that. Then, and then crossfit really killed us with the drop the bar on deadlifts thing because it's become like there's oh, yeah. so many fucking videos out there of it that that's what they <laughs> think they're supposed to do. Yeah. And, uh, breaking them of that. Yeah. And it used to be, the fight used to be the opposite. The fight used to be, I, you know, people would come in and I could get them deadlifting quick and things. And the fight used to be getting them, once we were teaching cleans and stuff, getting them to drop the fucking bar. Uh, used to be the issue. Like they'd be scared to drop the bar because it was bad etiquette. And, and it's like, no, in this sport, it's okay. And, uh, now it's like, that's the fucking thing to do. Yeah. Anytime you can drop the bar, but so you're negating half the fucking move, but yeah, other than that, we got the Arnold coming up this weekend. I don't know the booth time yet. I know we are going and I know Jim Windler's going to have shirts because I am making them. Uh, we'll finish those up and send them out there and I know we're going to be at the uh not dead yet booth, which is formerly Hate Brand Goods at some point Friday. So uh hopefully I'll nail that down before before we head out.
1: So Yeah. Yeah, I have one of my She trains with the, she's on the Allegiant team now with uh, Mid-America, but she's competing at nationals, which is at the Arnold this weekend, or that weekend.
0: So it
1: Sorry. used to be one of the rounds
0: of, the, so they moved it. There's there's not a round of the Open? So it used uh, to be so a round of
1: the Open that was at the Arnold. Yeah, it's, it's the American Open series or whatever, but okay. this is yeah. a university national. Oh, okay. So it's okay. University of the nationals is there too. Yeah. So they just put it, plugged it in there. I guess they just didn't want the university athletes in the, cause nationals in the summer, it's like July. Mm-hmm. I think I put it in the school year.
0: Is an athlete able to do both then? Like, Yeah. You, you do national. Gotcha. To
1: do right. university nationals and then be a junior national. What's um, your, if you, So the year that Wyatt was there, it was, um, they had university nationals with, and it was really confusing because they just put the university nationals people in the juniors sessions.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: So you couldn't tell who was getting medals for what, like, or who was competing with who. Like, so you had, you know, people who were university nationals who were taking certain lists. You're like, all right, well, I got to, you know, play the game against them. Gotcha. But they're not even, you're not even competing against them because they're in a separate thing because he was a junior at that time. And then it was kind of a confusing little deal.
0: (sighs) Trying to look here. One of the events I want to check out is they brought in a, I think one of my old lifters is doing it. Uh, the world's strongest firefighter this year is at the Arnold. It's just a, a bunch of firefighters from all over the world that they've
1: invited to do that, a strong. that, that Dow going?
0: Yeah, Dow was going to do that. Last time I knew, he was signed up for it. Uh But it's basically looking at they hadn't announced the events last time I looked, and now I'm looking, and it's all uh basically it's a strongman competition, but just held between firefighters. So they've got a Viking press, power stairs, an arm-over-arm pole, and then a farmer's carry on day one. And then an axle hold, same bag carry, fire hydrant load, and ambulance tire deadlift on day two. So that'll be interesting to see. uh Basically non-professional people, uh, non-professional lifters uh competing in a strong main type competition. Guys coming from a firefighter background. I've seen such a swing in firefighters, and it's department department. Like some departments are in fucking amazing shape, and some departments have zero standards. <laughs> and it's just basically they're the jelly donut eating world of what you always see on police on TV. So firefighters seem like a great fucking job though, if you're into lifting, yeah. especially if you get on a slow department. You just, I got one buddy that works up here at the uh, out in the middle of nowhere, on one of the Indian reservation fire departments. And he's like, basically all they, they get like a call a day and he's like, bro, we're just, we just lift all the time, lift and eat and rest. <laughs> and it's like, and they get fucking paid well for it. <laughs> yeah. It's not yeah. a bad gig. So, but <clears throat> with that though, usually you see the younger guys, he's brought younger guys on up there. He's more our age. It's Matt's dad. And, uh. He's like, the problem is none of the younger guys want to be up here. They want to be in the in the busy departments and, you know, knocking down four or five fires a night and things like that. He's like, man, I'm good. I'm good at my age. I'll go to the slow department and just lift. So yeah. uh, in the powerlifting world, Hunter Henderson broke yet another world record. I think she beat her own world record last week. Uh, it was last weekend on Sunday. Yeah, she broke her own record in the 181 class. She squatted, uh, 589 in sleeves for an all new world record. So I think her old one was 567. So Hunter had a hell of a year. I know she like won her first, she won her first local strongman meet. She went pro in women's bodybuilding. In the, yeah, she became an IFBB pro, women's bodybuilder. And now, at the beginning of the next year, comes and breaks yet another world record in, uh, powerlifting. So, not a bad fucking year. Uh, you don't see people, I don't know. It's It's weird lately. The, I would love to know what the push is for strength athlete, especially women. It seems like there's been an internal push. Because there's so many people, there's so many powerlifting women that are going to physique sports in the last two years. My only guess to that, I guess it could just be Instagram, and they saw one high-profile lifter do it. So, hey, I want to do that too. But I've seen dozens make that transition, and I'm just wondering if there isn't some kind of push from the, uh like, is the IFBB recruiting these people or something? Because there's so many. Uh, To try and bring up the popularity of the sports, I don't know. I mean, I can't prove that because I'm not that close of friends with these people. I mean, I know them and I'm, you know, familiar with them. But it'd be interesting to see. That's just, I'm wondering if that's something going on. Which isn't a bad thing. I'm not saying it's like a scandal or something. But it's just odd the amount of people that were were making the transition. I
1: always thought that would be like a natural combination
0: yeah, well, I mean, it's not much different than Daniel and Bailey going from figure to powerlifting, but uh I mean, the, the two sports kind of can go hand
1: in hand. Yeah, you just like bulk and get chubby for your powerlifting <laughs> meet, and then you, yeah. you know, <clears throat> pull cut for your... You
0: know. Yeah, and I'd almost say it would be easier transition-wise, I would think. An easier transition would be from high-level strength sports to uh, physique sports. I would guess that would be an easier transition than the other way, depending on how you trained, of course. But a lot of times, you know, we've talked about it before, especially in the modern world of bodybuilding. Um, it's like, who was it? It wasn't – maybe it was Jay Cutler. But it's like, I don't care if I can bench 500 pounds. I just want to look like I can. So you get a lot of that mentality in the bodybuilding world, where it's these these people are just puffed up on moderate weights at super high volume, and uh,
1: well, also slow. They and slow, yeah,
0: they're slow, and uh, because they purposely, well, they've trained themselves that way. A lot of them, a lot of time under tension and things like that. Whereas if you built this base with, of in say powerlifting, you built this strong base for years of explosive lifts under fairly intensive weight. And then you make a transition to basically the biggest transition is just eating. And then, but they can take that strength and add some volume in. And I have to guess that that transition is faster than making, like you said, that there would have to be a lot of neural training going on making the switch from physique sports to uh, a strength sport. And there's no. There's no fast track to skipping that neural connection and being able to move quickly and be explosive and, cause I can't tell you how many dudes like real jacked motherfuckers when I was in Strongman would come in and try this out. They're from a bodybuilding background and just get stomped because they just couldn't do the moves. Uh, they, they were strong in the gym, but you get them under some kind of unbalanced load and they were, they'd get ruined real fast. So.
1: Yeah, I don't, I don't anticipate it being. Well, I only had one. Um, she was, uh, she did a lot of figure stuff and then she, this is a while ago now in the gym. When she transitioned over to us, it was like she could do, let's say like pull ups, right? So she could do a bunch of like pull ups, but she would do them very slow. The idea of like moving fast, like the the idea of it, she just couldn't get behind. Yeah. And she'd always be like, you know what muscle is this working? And I, you know, it's like I know Dan Jones one always says like the the one that you know the one where you go up and catch the winning touchdown that one. Yeah. And yeah. It's like training in that context, and then finishing with assistance work is like what? Like or just? I mean, let's be real. It's, it's mostly just like let's say arm work, right? So mm-hmm. if you're doing powerlifting, you would have. You'd have the, the center of the body pretty much covered, even maybe the triceps probably. Yeah. But you're, you know, so then you need biceps and maybe delts or whatever, like depending on what your weakness is on the bench. Like if you're a wide bencher and your delts are weak, you know, they are your delts don't get as much work, whatever. But the other way around is like you do a little bit for everything, like almost isolated mm-hmm. completely. Most of them yeah. don't even squat that much anymore. Yeah. But I see a lot of them, you know, leg press, you know, those kind of machines. So.
0: Yeah. And they do everything, like you said, they do everything slow and controlled. And this, there's that whole mind-muscle connection thing going on. And uh due to the fact they're trying to isolate certain muscle groups and then trying to teach them how to work their body as a machine. In unison is yeah, like you said, it can be tough because everything's used to being done slow and non-explosive and worrying about what muscle group they're working. It's literally like, well, like you said, Dan John puts a lot of that stuff. Good, he's like, you want you want big arms? How about you try and deadlift six hundred pounds first? Like I've never met anybody that's strong that doesn't just naturally have big arms. But now that's not saying you can't go like you're not going to get Arnold fucking arms. But like I said, I mean, I have the. I would think that if you have somebody in the strength sports that's just super strong, let's say you get up into the 90 percentile of strength and then start training for size, uh, you're just by default able to use more load at a lower percentage. So I would think that you'd just gain, like Lonnie always talked about, you, the, it's the whole tissue assassin mindset of bodybuilding. It's different than the performance mindset in sports. But uh if you're able to automatically come in at a higher load and then do this tissue assassin work, then you're just going to do a lot more damage. And the potential for growth goes way up. But also, I mean, early on, I suppose the potential for uh some kind of injury goes up too because you're trying to do all these small concentration moves and you're just strong enough to do it differently. but. Uh, Got anything on the CrossFit open? We're on week two, I do believe. Have you heard anything interesting?
1: Um, nothing interesting. I don't even know what they did, uh, with the, well, the workouts like burpee pull ups and shuttle runs this week, which I think will be interesting in the sense of like, I'm sure there'll be a new way to cheat this or whatever, but, <laughs> <laughs> but, and I don't think they, well, they had always hinted at like, oh, well, we'll still run, but this is almost like an agility thing. You know, I think there's a huge difference between stop and start running versus like, cause it's 25 feet or whatever. Yeah. yeah it's 25 feet out and back. Yeah. So one rep is 25 feet. So you got 10, so five down and backs. That's more like a, almost like an agility drill. Yeah. But turning, you know, turning and reversing your force and trying to create force on runs, like that's that gets into pukey mode for most people. Because <laughs> if you just even if you're just run, you know, four hundred meters on a track or something, you don't have to like you know, once you're going, you don't have to like get it going again. But yes. like, like do that ten times in a around. So and then max thruster. So what's going on this week? Yeah,
0: that's what I'm looking at. Well, and the bad thing is, is this it's the first part. So five burpee pull-ups, ten shuttle runs, and then basically that's a 15-minute AMRAP. You get one point for the shuttle runs, one point for the five burpees. But every round you add five burpees. Yeah. So basically, you're going five, ten shuttle runs, ten, ten shuttle runs, fifteen. Oh, for 15 minutes, and trying to stack up points and then a one-rep max thruster from the floor. You have five minutes to get as high as you can there. That's some classic CrossFit shit. Like, we're going to wear the fuck out of you, and now we're going to load you up with a fairly complex move, as heavy as we fucking can, once you're (laughs) wore the fuck out. It's just... That's the kind of stuff that kind of pushed me away from any of that in the beginning, because it's like, I just hated the whole mentality of... And that's, like, how a lot of the CrossFits ran their shit. Like, we're going to do the wad first, and then after, if you want to do your strength work, go ahead. It's like, let me wear the fuck out of you, mm-hmm. and then do the uh, endurance work. Uh, it always seemed opposite to me. Cause in general, with athletes that I've worked with, it's like, let's do the, the highly skilled, intense work first while you're fresh, and then we can do the mindless endurance work second. So and it's like then once they're in competition here, it's like the total opposite.
1: I mean, yeah, I've only done it sometimes where <clears throat> I would do that. I mean, some people hit PRs on that, but part yes. of that's they're not very like efficient going in. Yeah, and then if you put them in a competition setting, like you know, no matter what, right, fatigue, whatever, you can kind of adrenaline your way through the you know through the rep. Yeah, but look, I. In terms of the CrossFit shtick in general, the, the idea that anyone's really even practiced doing like a full clean, like truly practice to get strong at it. Yeah. You know, that's just, that's not how they do things. <laughs> I, and it's like that's still everywhere. Like I still see, you know, like your training age doesn't go up in CrossFit. Like you're supposed to, if you train for a year, you should have a training age of one. But a lot of times they're still at you know less than zero and they're yeah. still so moving poorly. I can't tell you like there's CrossFit gyms around in the area. I see them like you know post their stuff sometimes and it's like, oh we're you know X Y Z gym, but it's people they're long term members three four five years. Yeah, they weren't even squatting one thirty five yet. Like, guy girl whatever and. It's like, man, that is. Really, it's a disservice to both. Like, and obviously, they'll never get on board. They'll always give you the. Well, we do more than strength. We do, you know, endurance and blah blah blah. That's the trick. But and part of it is like you can do both. Like, you really can't. Like, it's not. They won't even affect each other. They'll enhance each other. Actually, yeah. With the exception of the people who really, really love the super high intensity. I shouldn't even say high intensity. It's, it's really just a lot of moderate intensity with some mild skill work. Yeah. People who just love that is like, you're never going to get them out of that. They're always going to be surprised every year that in the open they're not good. <laughs> like, the the idea of like having to do strict pull-ups before you do kidding, you know, a thousand kidney pull-ups. Yeah. It's still a foreign concept in that community. Yes. I mean, for most gyms, not all gyms, but Early
0: on when we opened here, I was doing a lot more CrossFit type people, and that's like the biggest rule that people had an issue with was that in training, in training we only did strict pull-ups. And then the only time I let them do like butterflies and things like that and kipping pull-ups was when they were the last month or whatever, getting ready for a competition. It's like, okay, now we're going to practice that skill and, uh, take the strength we built up by doing strict stuff and, uh, things like that. But... They hate it. No,
1: they
0: hate yeah. It. Yeah. Yeah. I had to kick people out because they wouldn't do it. Uh, it's like, if you're not going to fucking listen, go. So, <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: and, uh, but. And but here's the thing: I looked at this, and I pay attention. This guy kind of follows some of the people that used to, you know, go to my CrossFit gym, and would really get frustrated with me about this stuff. And I see what they're doing now is like they're always trying to get, they always get back into it. And then, you know, what's crazy is like, why would you join something and you have, you have injuries, like you play pro. Football, you know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Like you have a little bit of this, a little bit of that, all the time. And like, you know, the older you get, like a lot of these people are, you know, my age and up. Mm -hmm. It's like, no, you need to like be a little bit smarter about your programming. And it would still, like, you still would get better, you know? Yeah. And you just they hate it. Yeah. Hate it. Hate it. Hate it. I I don't think CrossFit's. Like, I don't know what the open numbers are this year. I don't really anticipate that the, you know, it's going to have this huge resurgence and get back to the levels it was at. Yeah. I think maybe on the West Coast is where it's still the most popular. But it's also changed in the sense of, like, the people who make it to, you know, the next level are all training on, like, five different teams. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And so... They're all doing something different, which is usually just a regular strength and conditioning program mm-hmm. with CrossFit practice, right? And, yep. And, I'll, like, I'll get some of these programs, some of them, like, and just to see what everyone is doing. Like, I looked at Matt Frazier's program, which is, like, like, I mean, he's the guy, right? I mean, he's, mm-hmm. you know, whatever, five-time champ. Like, why wouldn't you go see what he's doing? He does a regular Olympic weightlifting program. Yeah. So basic metric, like basic, uh, conditioning stuff, like, you know, you're just on the rover. It's not like mixed modality stuff. He doesn't do a ton of that. Maybe, but once or twice a week. It's just a strength and conditioning program for CrossFit. And it's nothing complicated, very simple. Yeah. But they want like, like their idea of getting better, let's say this max thruster, right? If you were to try to talk to them like you just need to get stronger and the clean and you know push press and then you'll be able to put the two together, you know like overall. Yes. They're like, no, let's put it into the like put it into the metcon, put it into the wod. It's like no, no, no. You need to you got to do it outside of that first, and then Yeah. yeah, just get efficient at that alone.
0: So now I'm looking here, and there are there's still a lot of people involved. the men's and women's open we're looking at sorry I'm checking the men right now but you're looking at a total of 274,000 people in the individual men and women that's not counting last masters and There's a lot of fucking people. So, I mean, 99% of them suck, but uh, it's basically you're looking at page one for the good athletes and then there's a drastic drop
1: off. So, yeah, I mean, it's, so it's, uh, it's been coming, uh, like 2020 was bad, but that's because they, you know, between the pandemic and how they were handling it, it was weird. So, so it's up from, I think last year yeah last year was like 290,000 something mhm year, 3 3 something 321 so it's growing in the sense that like people who are participating in it but there's you know less overall affiliates oh, I can
0: see that yeah so now they've dropped drastically <clears throat> there used to be one on every corner and now, you know, you've seen CrossFit gyms drop like, like flies. So, but a lot of those have been people that as well, there's a lot of gyms still open that they just finally dropped the CrossFit. So, and realized they didn't need to pay whatever the fucking fee is now. Like it was high before, but now it's gotta be astronomical.
1: So, so let's say the highest number 2018 was Four hundred sixteen
0: thousand. Oh, okay. So they're at a little over half, sixty percent participation. Oh no! Here, what'd you say? Three hundred thousand. So a twenty-five okay. percent drop off.
1: Yeah. <sighs> so. But do you see it ever getting back to? Like, I don't the, see it ever
0: going up. No, I think it's 16. it's like anything else. We, everybody knew when this thing started that it was going to be a a flash in the pan. Like anything new that begins. It's like when a new restaurant opens here in town. Like it's the biggest, busiest place in the fucking world for two months. And then, <laughs> and then the, the sheen wears off of it. Uh, and nice I think CrossFit's heyday. <laughs> yeah, heyday is, I think it's done. I don't think it's ever going to go anywhere. It's always, there's always going to be people super interested in that. And, uh, I mean, I honestly think they did themselves a disservice because I think a lot of what drew people in initially was like like it was annoying as shit, but it brought people in that Pukey the Clown things and stuff like that, like old OG CrossFit. That yep. hard ness is what brought a lot of people into it in the first place and uh, I think if they'd have hung on to that longer, they'd uh, they'd have probably brought more people in, but uh, into their cult uh, yep. But who knows? Uh, and maybe they could go back to some of that, but man, it was, it was pushed against so hard. Which I understandably, but, cause I understand like puking and things happen in workouts, it shouldn't be our goal, and it, that was literally their goal. Uh, if you're not fucking puking and bleeding at the end of it, you didn't train hard enough. Okay. Type of thing, but, uh, it was an asinine thing, but I can see how it drew people in. Uh, it's just, people are drawn to extremes. It's just like the big push in vegan diets and things like that and fucking 48-hour fast. People want to be something, people want to be part of something perceived as hardcore. Like, I fucking did it. So, <laughs> but,
1: yeah, I don't know.
0: Other than that, not a lot going on. You know, it's kind of a slow season. Not A big competitions coming up that I know of and. And things like
1: that. Yeah, I think somewhere <clears throat> the big, well, for us anyway, it'll be the big, bigger push because we'll be back in Colorado Springs this year for nationals. There you go. Do
0: they do that at the old training center? or?
1: I don't think so. There's no way that's in there anymore. Gotcha. They, we got, we got, we got booted. <laughs>
0: Part of that was good, though. Um, part of that, because then you know, people went back to their coaches instead of like all of a sudden they'd get drawn into uh, Colorado Springs and they were stuck with whatever coach the U.S. thought they wanted right now. And, uh, I mean, it helped some of the coaches, I think, on a national level. But then you lose that team atmosphere or you get what we talked about before, these these fucking teams that are cherry picked across the country that never yeah. really trained together. So
1: yeah. one of the things that we're in space right now, i I think it's, I don't know if we have, oh, did we get a, a CEO? We just had like our leadership <laughs> is not great. <laughs> it, Cause there, so, uh, Phil, Phil went to, uh, he's the CEO or, yeah, he's the CEO of USA Fencing now. Gotcha. So we lost him a few years ago. Yeah, he got one. February, here it is. August
0: 22nd. Uh, Matt Sicchio? Siccio. Looks like he is now the weightlifting chief executive officer. Uh, <laughs> wide range of man's experience in weightlifting. So, yeah, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see if weightlifting can make its way back into the Olympics eventually, things like that. But isn't that like a – part of that is, like, certain countries, like, try and Ixnay fucking just knock out certain sports. Like, it seemed like when they tried to fucking do wrestling and kick wrestling out when it was down in South America or whatever. It was – I don't know. I I mean, Like, if you can never
1: the IWF is the problem in this whether it's the drug testing or yeah the corruption on the board it's not much better than you know, like is it soccer that has a ton yeah. of corruption and all these problems you know it's the same it's the same with uh IWF
0: yeah but the I think keep we soccer
1: even, out. soccer has too many fans yeah i mean that's that's the other part of it too is just like If you look at it from a revenue standpoint. Yeah. Which is how you get kind of the, where they're like, should we put video games in here? Yeah. It's like, all right. It's like, what, what are we headed here? So cup stacking in the Olympics. Yeah. So, yeah.
0: But not my deal. So. (laughs) All right. Well, that's enough for today. We gave you guys something interesting to think about, but until next week, we will see y'all then.